Ephesians chapter 3, verses 2 to 13. Surely you have heard about the administration of God's grace that was given to me for you. That is, the mystery made known to me by revelation, as I have already written briefly. In reading this, then, you will be able to understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to people in other generations, as it has now been revealed by the Spirit of God's holy apostles and prophets. This mystery is that through the gospel, the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel, members together of one body, and sharers together in the promise in Christ Jesus. I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace given me through the working of his power. Although I am less than the least of all of the Lord's people, this grace was given me to preach to the Gentiles the boundless riches of Christ and to make plain to everyone the, the administration of this mystery, which for ages past was kept hidden in God, who created all things. His intent was that now, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms according to his eternal purpose that he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. In him and through him, through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. I ask you, therefore, not to be discouraged because of my sufferings for you which are your glory. Morning. <laughs> Good to be here and um, share with you all this morning. So we're almost at the end of our teaching series on the first um, three chapters of Ephesians. Uh, and it's been great each week to just hear how Paul encouraged and reminded the church then and now about what we have in Christ and who we are in Christ. At the beginning, uh, we were reminded that we have a purpose and that God has a will for our lives. And then we were told about the incredible power that's available to us, the same power that, you know, resurrected Jesus from the dead. I don't know about anybody else, but I like to kind of meditate on that sometimes and think about that awesome power that did that amazing miracle. And then I think, that's mine. I have that. We have that. That's what Paul's talking about. And then we were reminded by Gareth about our life in Christ, our position of being with him in heavenly places. And last week, Fran shared about peace in Christ. And I love what Fran said. She said, Jesus is peace. That was really powerful for me. Jesus is peace. Uh, and this week, I'm going to share with you about freedom in Christ. So, um, in chapter 3, verse 12, it says, in him and through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. 
And I looked up a couple of definitions of freedom. The right to act, speak, or think without hindrance. The state of being unrestricted and able to move easily. A special privilege or right of access. So this is what Paul is saying that we have, we can approach God in this way because of our faith in Jesus and living our lives in Jesus. And then I started to think about what might be some of the things that stop us from approaching God in this way. Do we all feel that we've got that freedom with God? Or do sometimes, do we feel like, I'm not so sure. And I started to think about, well, sin, you know, the things that we do wrong. And even though some of us, we may know that there is forgiveness when we confess our sins, God does forgive us, but we might find it hard to forgive ourselves. And we might think, well, I'll wait a week or two before I sort of approach God in a way that is unrestricted or unhindered. And then I was thinking, we may just think that we're not good enough or we're not holy enough to approach God with this freedom. The key thing here is freedom. And then I was thinking about childhood trauma. You know, we may have had an abusive father that was harsh or unavailable emotionally, and that might create a distortion in our thinking of how we view God. So we feel like we don't have that ease to just approach him. But whatever it may be or whatever condition we find ourselves in, the good news is Paul is saying because of Jesus and because of our faith in him, we can approach God in this way. And that is good news. We can approach him unrestricted. I love freedom because I know what it's like to be bound. So I love freedom. Um, so I think one of the key things here is, you know, living our lives in Christ. I remember when Steve shared at the beginning of this series, and he mentioned how many times Paul said, in Christ, in Christ, we have these things in Christ. And I started to grapple with that and think about what does that actually look like for us? And I think how that perhaps may look for us is grabbing hold of the truth of God's word and embracing it and applying it to our everyday lives. Paul talks about spiritual blessings. We've been blessed with every spiritual blessing. And he mentions some of these, doesn't he, in Ephesians? Purpose, uh, God's will, God's power, uh, our position in Christ, peace in Christ. So we have all of these things, and I think in order for those things to really be effective in our lives, it's for us to grab a hold of them in our, when we're facing situations in our everyday life and saying, well, actually, this is what is available to me. I don't have to, uh, or a situation doesn't have to overpower me, doesn't have to oppress me in a certain way, doesn't have to make me think a certain way because of what is available to me. I remember 
uh, Ian sharing about his friend that has got terminal cancer. But because of the hope that he has, it's infectious to people that he's talking to because he knows when he leaves this life, it's not the end. And I think perhaps for most of us, death is probably the, the, the ultimate challenge that we would uh, face. But in God's word, he's saying to us, we've got these things at our disposal. And I think that calls for victorious living. That excites me. And you know, so <laughs> that doesn't mean that we go through life and we don't experience uh, trials and bad things, but it means as children of God, we've got an answer, we've got a solution. And I think that Paul is encouraging the church that this is what you have. And he's saying that to us today so that when we're out there in a world that is broken, that is confused, that is afraid, what we have should affect those out there and hopefully turn them to Jesus. And then God started to speak to me about living in freedom. So we have this truth that we can approach God, the God of the universe, the God that created everything that we sit in right now, this awesome, mighty, sovereign God, we can approach him unrestricted because of the work of Jesus Christ and our faith in him. But also God wants us to live our lives free and in freedom. Isaiah 61 says, Jesus came to bring freedom to the captives. Acts chapter 10, 38 says, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and he went around doing good, healing all who were under the power of the devil. And I think that God is still doing that kind of work today. Jesus is still doing that today. And I'm going to share a story of how Jesus set me free from a spirit of fear. Devils, the devil's doing a real number with that spirit. And Fran shared last week of statistics going up with people battling with anxiety and depression and worry, which I believe is rooted in fear. And so for 30 plus years of my life, I lived with a spirit of fear. I was fearful of all kinds of different things. And it had the power to dictate what I did. So one of the things I wouldn't do was go on an airplane. Because the airplane's going to crash. I'm not getting on it. And my sister, my younger sister's jet set, and she'd be like, Marsha, flying is a, it is the safest way to travel. I'm like, don't care, I'm not getting on. And what that did, that robbed me of some great adventures with my sister because I wouldn't travel. That's bondage. That's not freedom, is it? And then the other thing that I would do, I wouldn't let people close to me, I wouldn't let people, you know, in my sort of, they couldn't get close because I'd gone through a lot of trauma 
as a child and a young adult, and people equaled hurt. So for me, it was like, you're going to hurt me. You stay at arm's length. Nobody gets close. And so I was robbed of relationships, friendships, good times because of fear. So I was in this prison of fear. And I could go on. There was lots of different things that fear would dictate in my life. And as I began to grow as a disciple of Jesus and, you know, read the word of God, I started to see that God spoke about fear. He spoke about it not being something that he's called us to live with. You know, I would read where it said, God would say, fear not, or do not be afraid. I am with you, or I haven't given you the spirit of fear. And I began to think, well, hold on a minute. I don't have to live with this thing. And so I started to read more about what the Bible said about fear. And then God said to me, write a couple of passages of fear and keep them in your Bible. Um, not my Bible, my purse. Because when the spirit of fear would come to attack me, anybody battling with the spirit of fear? Perhaps you don't want to wave at me, it's okay. Uh, but when it would come, it's like paralyzing. It would paralyze me sometimes and and, 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 and I would lose focus on things. And, and then I would go into this, this, uh, this dialogue of all the things that are going to happen. This is going to happen. I'll share another quick story. When me and my husband was on our honeymoon. And there was this ride on the horse on the beach. You know, real romantic stuff. And I looked at Peter. I was like, I am not getting on that horse. And my reasoning was the horse is going to bolt with me on it into the sea, throw me off, I'm going to drown. The end of Marsha. And we're laughing. It is funny, but that was real to me. I was scared. I was like, I'm not getting on. And God bless my husband, who was the opposite, no fear. He just looked me dead in the eye and he said, it's going to be all right. And I thought, right, I'm going to trust you that it's going to be all right. And if it's not, I'll come back and haunt you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> anyway, so I get on the horse, and of course, we have a wonderful experience. You know, so this is how fear had a, 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 a control over my life. Anyway, as I began to press into God about this, God said, write some passages about fear in your Bible. And when you feel under attack or fear is there, take them out and read them. Speak them out. And it be, I began to wrestle with this spirit of fear. And I think Paul is the one that says we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Uh, you know, and Gareth kind of touched on this a little bit. There are spirits of the evil one that come against us. But guess what? Jesus has won that battle and all we have to do is align ourselves with his truths, listen to what the Holy Spirit says to us and we will gain the victory that he's already won 2,000 years ago on that cross. It says in the Bible that he made a public spectacle of the enemy's devices. He disarmed 
them. And so I began to wrestle with the word of God against the spirit of fear. And I realized that it, it was losing its power and its grip on me. And of course, then I'm like, whoa, okay. And I did it even more. And then the Lord spoke to me and he said, Marsha, you also need some prayer ministry. Now, God will move differently for different people. I have experienced God completely set me free in an instant. I was addicted to crack cocaine and alcohol in my 20s. And God set me free like that at the age of 22 on an hospital bed in New York City. I said a prayer and he came and went bang. And he broke those chains and two things came off me. I felt them physically. Leave me. And I remember, that's why I say, you know, freedom when you've been bound. And I felt light and free. And I remember I began to cry and I was thinking, the nurses are going to think she's crying because I'd had an injury. The guy I was with, he had broke the bone in this side. Anyway, another story. I wasn't crying because of that. I was crying because I was free. I was free from the addiction of alcohol and drugs. The power of it that gripped me. Now this time with faith, what God did, he didn't do it instantly. It was a gradual thing. He said, I want you to connect and get some prayer ministry. I connected with these two lovely ladies. And they sat with me for a couple of times and prayed with me. And went deep into some wounds that I'd had from a child. And prayed me through. And God set me free from the spirit of fear. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How do I know I was set free? Well, I wouldn't be standing here today in front of all of you if I was still bound by fear. And one of the things that God did during that time, he would also say, act in the opposite spirit to where fear is trying to take you. And I would trust God. The key thing was trust God in it. So where fear was able to dictate and say, you're not going on that airplane because it's definitely going to crash if you're on it. You know, when it, I began to do different things, I remember I'd got an invitation to go to India to speak at a house church conference. And this time they didn't want my husband. And that's my husband's thing. They wanted a woman. I was like, it's not for you, darling, is it for me? Anyway, but this is India. You don't get, I mean, you don't get any further than India. You know, and thank God I was able to say, yes, I'll go. No fear. Traveled all the way to India on my own, all the way back. No fear. Freedom. Freedom in Christ. So we have this amazing truth that we can approach God unrestricted and unhindered with an ease. We can approach Father God because of what Jesus did, our faith in him and living our lives in him. And we also have this blessing of living our lives in freedom. So I want to encourage you today, if you've battled with 
the spirit of fear, if that has resonated with you, if you have experiences where you know fear is controlling how you think and what you do, there is freedom for you today. We don't just want to, we don't just want to preach this stuff like, okay, this is what happened then. No, it's what is happening now. We are to walk in that power now. We are to walk in freedom now. Purpose is there for us now. We are to know that we are seated with Christ in the heavenlies. That ought to change how we deal with everyday life. We are more than conquerors. That's what the word of God says. And there is a world out there that need to experience the power of the God that we serve. And that will happen as it flows through us. Now, you may not be battling with fear. You may be battling with other things, addictive type behavior that you know that thing has control over me. You know, situations may bring depression that you're like, this thing is controlling me. Now, I'm not talking about if there's a chemical imbalance and medicine is needed, I'm talking about spiritual stuff that makes us fearful, that makes us anxious, that makes us worry, that makes us feel low. God's got the answer and the solution for every one of those things, and it's his freedom, and it's available today. So if that's you, I would encourage you. I know we have times of prayer afterwards. Come and get prayer. I'm done.